We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, everyone. It is time for another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe. I am Christy Winter-Scott, and as always, joined Courtside with Gabe Ibrahim. We are here bringing it to you on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. And boy, Gabe, I'm telling you what, I think I say this every week, but honestly, Mm-hmm. Every week is more and more magnified. Every week there is more and more to discuss. We are in the thick of the WNBA playoffs and now headed to the finals, which I cannot wait for. So we have a lot to discuss for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a great, we had a game five. So, you know, yes. obviously a basketball just keeps getting better. Well, I don't know if the basketball keeps getting better, but there's more <laughs> stakes as we will talk about. Well, the basketball did not look amazing last night but regardless it was, it was a lot of fun um and before we get into all that though we I do want to remind everyone uh as as the WNBA has been reminding you all season long as Christy was reminding you on all of her mystics broadcast during the season uh go fill out the census at census.gov the uh deadline for the census is technically October 31st but uh the current administration is trying to change that so you're going to want to get that in as quickly as possible it takes like Five minutes. Just go yeah. to census.gov. It takes five minutes. Just do it. It's very important to make sure that your area is accounted for. And that's not just for like population counts. That's for getting resources, getting tax dollars, getting counted in um, election districts. So all of that matters. So please go do that and make sure you go register to vote because uh, your, the election's happening. We're in the middle of the election. Yes, and registration are. deadlines are coming up. So make sure you go register to vote and christy what's the what's the website that the that the mystics like to tell us about uh when we all vote.org make sure when you go on there and plug in any questions they have a search bar so you can navigate around ask questions and find out all the information that you need but i'm gonna tell you what it's time to vote 
that's all I'm going to say about that. That's that on that. And we, we have a job and a responsibility to do. It's our right and our responsibility. I've been saying that. And, you know, the census is so vitally important. But boy, go to the ballot boxes, people, and, and vote. And mm-hmm. vote for human rights and humanity <laughs> and dignity and class, period. That's it. Indeed. Yeah, and we'll talk about something that was way prettier than the debate last night, which was <laughs> this this very fun but gross uh, Aces win, 66-63 over the Connecticut Sun to make it to the WNBA Finals, their first WNBA Finals as the Las Vegas Aces. Um, as you can tell from that score, offense w- was not the headline of this game. Uh, and Christy, I was just, you know, I was kind of wondering, like, when you get to these big games mm-hmm. um, and it's either a single elimination or a tournament game or a game right. five, yeah, what, what's the emotions like? What causes teams, like sometimes these games to get to evolve into just very ugly battles of will with no one scoring? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, I listened to both of the press conferences last night with Kurt Miller and Bill Lambeer, and I think they were both spot on. Uh, with this notion, which I 100% agree with, when you know teams as well as they know each yeah. other, uh, you're in a game five situation. Uh, you've eyeballed your eyeball to eyeball, you know, for the entire game. You know what actions the other team is looking for, so you're going to take that away. So you're getting counter actions and counters to those mm-hmm. counters. So you're not getting the prime offensive opportunities that you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And credit both teams for that because they made it difficult to get those clean, easy first action and offenses. Um, You were not seeing that. You were seeing, uh, you know, late in the shot clock desperation heaves um, because of the great defensive energy. You were also seeing um, the first and second actions in their quarter court offenses taken away. And then that third uh, option in the offense wasn't quite hitting it. And I think for Kurt Miller to say, you know, we can't shoot 25% in the fourth quarter and expect to win on any level uh, of basketball. And I just think that, you know, I heard Bill Lambeer say too, hey, these are two tired teams as well. Um, When you're going as they have been going all season long. And I I think a lot of that, um, the fatigue factor, as well as the staunch defensive effort by both teams. I thought uh, Vegas rebounded the ball incredibly well when mm-hmm. Danielle Robinson can get 10 boards and Asia Wilson get 11 and Carolyn Swords. I mean, she was just, <laughs> I, I mean, dynamic on the interior with her 10 boards. So, I mean, between them, they just dominated possessions. And I think, you know, if shots aren't going in, you've got a glass well. And, and that's what Coach Lambier alluded to as well. He said, you know, we weren't making shots, but neither were they, and we were getting the rebounds. And that was the difference in the yep. game down the stretch for us. And obviously, Asia Wilson knocking in those clutch free throws to close it out. But I just think, you know, it, it's um, – you know you're going to be getting the best of whoever you're playing in a tournament situation or a five-game series or, or whatever it is. So you don't want it easy sailing anyway. You mm-hmm. want to grind it out. You want to get something where you have to scratch and claw for it. You want to have to pound the glass for it. Um, and if your shot's not falling, then you have to find another area of the game to serve you well. And it was defense for Las Vegas, yeah. and they did it And they did it one possession better. It kind of felt 
like a heavyweight fight and i'm not and you know we use heavyweight i think we use the the, the term heavyweight fight too much because yeah. you know it's like oh these two teams are great they're gonna play no like this felt like frazier foreman they're in the 12th round and they have nothing yeah. and that's what they because both teams actually play pretty well in that first half i was very i was surprised both teams looked crisp offensively. They were getting to their spots. They were doing what they wanted. In the first quarter, it was Connecticut who really dominated the action. In that second quarter, I think the Aces got back to it, got back to okay. what they wanted to do, and, and they end the, the half uh, 45-39 with mm-hmm. Connecticut winning. So that, that's, that's a pretty good offensive half, especially considering both these teams. Right. Um, but then, you know, it just felt like these two – they were two fighters standing in the ring – dead tired yes just, just trying to land any blow to end it yeah. and then they go in the in the final in the, the fourth quarter they go from the 618 mark after uh, asia wilson makes a free throw so from 618 mark in the fourth quarter to the 239 mark of the fourth quarter with no baskets scored either way uh. and that was it, it it was a testament to defense though like you mentioned yeah. um yeah. i think both these teams love to to execute on defense um they did a great job of it. They had good plans. It's just like Kurt Miller said, you can't shoot three of 19 from three and hope to win. And that's what happened in the last two games. And it's really unfortunate for Connecticut because, you know, it it just like you had stuff going that was good in the first three games. And now Jasmine Thomas goes over seven. Brian January goes one for five. Dewana Bonner hasn't, wasn't efficient the entire series. So, you know, um, I think I think we do owe a little. Uh, we 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 gotta give a lot of credit to Connecticut though before we because we want to talk about the Aces and how they how they did it and and all their stuff. But Connecticut, what a team! They, they, this team, I I tried to write about this in my newsletter about how um, you know they're one of the first team. They're I think they're I forget what number they are. They're like the sixth team ever to make the um, WNBA semifinals with the losing record. This team was so good all season. And then when they got to the playoffs and knew exactly who they were. And yep. if Alyssa Thomas doesn't get hurt in game two, they might they might have been in the finals already, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you just look at their story, it's a testament to persistence and and resilience. I mean, they started the season 0-5, Gabe, and then went mm-hmm. one for six. And I think people started to write them off at that point and saying, well, they don't have John Quill Jones. Well, they just don't have the chemistry. Bonner's trying to get used to the team, blah, blah, blah. But they were fixing things as they were chugging along. Uh, and even though they had a slow start out of the gates, that was not indicative of how they were playing towards the end of the season. And that's when you want to be playing your best basketball yeah. anyway. So for Kurt Miller, I think, you know, he said, last night in the presser, he said, these players came together. And it's been about the the success in the locker room is what you're going to see on the court. And he said he won eight regular season championships as a, as a college coach. And he won a couple of championships uh, before. And he's mm-hmm. been in championship environments. And he said the one common denominator, the one key component is the meshing in the locker room. And he said that that's what this team had. It was so special. He's going to miss that, obviously, um, you know, now that the season is over. But I'm going to tell you what, the, the will and the skill of this team um, was amazing. And I think uh, the addition to Duana Bonner um, this season was mm-hmm. just what they needed. Um, and, of course, I knew um, 
you know, everybody knows John Cole Jones didn't play, but wow, when she comes back next year, how dynamic yeah. will that be to have that kind of player six, six to stretch the floor, knocking in threes and boarding and defending in there. I, I just think that it's going to be such a, a magnificent addition when she comes back next year to what they already have from this year and the growth that they gained from this season. But Brian January, I think yeah. not having her to start the season, I think was, was very critical. And I think that's why they didn't have the start that uh, they could have had had she been with them from day one. And I think once she got acclimated to the system and, and the chemistry and, and knew the players around her, I think she was an X factor. And I think, you know, we saw it in game four. She wasn't hitting her shot and they really needed for her to just knock in a couple. You don't have to have 25, right? But you do need to have about 10, 12, 14, something around that range you know to get um, a little bit more scoring balance and you know Jasmine Thomas couldn't get her shot falling yesterday it that was tough and you know Alyssa Thomas was hurting and then to hear Kurt Miller say also that that Bree Jones had Achilles pain mm -hmm. and they kept that under the belt um, the last month or so and I'm like wow you know so these players are playing through a lot of things that we didn't even know about I mean obviously we knew about Alyssa Thomas and her shoulder being dislocated and getting pop back in and she's screaming in the locker room and how dramatic that was a game two. And I just think that, you know, it's just a testament to the, the love and the passion that the Connecticut Sun have for the game and Kurt Miller being able to mold them and uh, being able to keep them on track and encouraging them when clearly they weren't a hundred percent physically. And um, yeah, just hats off, shake their hands. Um, you know, you hate to see teams uh, in their season. It's always such yeah. a, a bitter pill to swallow. I would tell you that right now. And only one team can win it. And everybody says that too, but I'm going to tell you, you never go into a season thinking it's not going to be you. Mm -hmm. Like you, you always think it's going to be you. And, and that's why it hurts so badly because you never want to, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking personally, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you just don't want to enter any negativity into your mind. You don't want to have negative possibilities infiltrating your your approach. So you always want to stay confident. You always want to say, Hey, we can win this thing. Um, so it hurts really badly when, when it actually doesn't happen. So you don't prepare your mind that way as an athlete or a coach, like you don't prepare your mind that way. So it was tough to, to listen to Kurt Miller, but I know he's ultimately proud of the effort of the effort. And, you know, maybe the execution wasn't up to his liking or, or his efficiency. Um, but I think that, um, that overall, I think he got what he wanted out of his players, and I think they maximized the moment this summer. I think they did too. I mean, they got and they got a lot of growth too from Bree Jones, particularly. Uh, I mean, Alyssa Thomas also got better, but she's Alyssa Thomas. Like, if you didn't if you didn't know about Alyssa Thomas, that's really on you at this point. Uh, right. So, but they have they have a big. I guess this isn't. Uh, it's not normal. I think it actually might be a normal offseason. Who knows what's going to happen? The future's all cloudy. But we know that they have a number of free agents um, that that are going to be up uh, and unrestricted. So Bria Holmes is unrestricted free agent. Alyssa mm -hmm. Thomas is unrestricted free agent. Jasmine Jones is unrestricted free agent. Uh, Kalina Mesquita Lewis and Teresa Plaisance, who are not really a big part of this team, are also unrestricted free agents. And then Bree Jones is a restricted free agent. So what that mm -hmm. means really for – Alyssa, Jasmine, uh, and Bree, as well as Bria, um, though there, there's decisions there. 
And I think obviously if you're Connecticut, you're, you're, you're gonna give Alyssa Thomas the suit, whatever you want to call it, the super max, the ma- the big max, the, the most money you can give her, they're probably going to just do that. Cause she's mm-hmm. a superstar in my opinion, no question about it. Um, however, Jasmine Thomas may get a big offer in free agency. You may see Brianna Jones get a big offer in free agency. You may, get, may see Bria Holmes get a bigger offer than you can afford if you if you right. end up signing Jasmine Alyssa. So this team functioned a lot, as you mentioned, on chemistry and, yes. and understanding them, each other and playing with each other. And that familiarity gave them a lot of strength. But next year, we'll see how much familiarity they can bring back. If they bring back the core of this team, mm-hmm. I think J- John Quell – like putting John Quill Jones, who is an MVP candidate, definitely when she comes back, she's an MVP candidate. Yes. On this particular team, just makes it all make sense because then you have you have your set offensive option, and then your defense can really, really pressure out more. We saw them do it because Bree Jones did a great job protecting the rim, she especially did. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But with John Quill Jones, it's a completely different story. No doubt. Because then, then, then you can feel free to just go after everything. I think this team's going to be even better next year if they can bring back everyone. So I'm, I'm excited for Connecticut's future. And Kurt yeah. Miller's a great coach. Kurt, Kurt Miller, yeah. he, he's a great coach. But sometimes you just run into players that are just slightly better. And that was Asia Wilson last night. I mean, she's yeah. the MVP. She, and we said, I, I don't know if we talked about it on our – I think we did. I don't know if we talked what we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Everything happened so fast. Um, <laughs> but I, I was kept saying throughout the series, like Asia has to do it. And she did it in game two, in fairness. Mm-hmm. She needed to do it in game five last night. And she did. 23 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, three blocks. Mm-hmm. Didn't sit a single second in that game. Sure what did you think of, uh, of Asia's performance? Man, I'm just, I want to just straighten her crown out from the battle (laughs) from last night. I'm going to tell you what, she, she was a queen of the court last night. And, you know, it wasn't just her clutch free throws down the stretch that just Mm -hmm. closed the door on Connecticut, but it was her overall, like you said, her overall production and the way she's been able to sustain her efficient level of play, I think is most impressive. But I think with, with Asia Wilson, I think she has matured and come along as a competitor. And Bill Lambeer said as much last night after the game, he said, you know, she has really changed in that regard. And she's still super young player in the league. So, I mean, the upside is tremendous, obviously, but I think uh, he really had a lot to say about Angel McCautry and how she has shifted the mentality of the team to become more of a force in that way. And, you know, you just have to know that 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 level of of champion that Angel McCautry is, I mean, two-time gold medal winner in the Olympics. I mean, this is a player who went to the finals with Atlanta a couple times. And, you know, she understands the ruggedness of, uh, and the mentality that it takes. And to have her in the ear of an Asia Wilson, and it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, you just, she's just pushing all the right buttons and, you know, you just, you just want it for them in that way. You know, you, you want Angel McCautry after missing all of last season with her uh, knee injury. She had that ACL kept her out of last season and um, just to see her come back and not only operate and perform the way that she has been doing for uh, the aces, but just uh, her leadership 
and the qualities that she is bringing that way to the team. And that serves off the court as well. And I just think that she has been um, such a great example of what you can be when you believe and when you do it all together. And I, I don't know, I just, I've seen Angel, you know, since her days at Louisville and, you know, just to be able to, to see her now in this role as a veteran leader, it's really impressive to watch that part of her game. And okay, yeah, she's a bucket. She can score. She still has her speed in, in the full court to, to finish after a steal. I get it. And it's beautiful to watch. You'd love to see her back and healthy. But my thing, I think that kind of supersedes that whole uh, visual is her ability to lead this team. And yep. to, to have Bill Lambeer say that, I, I thought that was a tremendous compliment as well to Angel McCautry and what she means for the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think Angel just, Angel, Angel wants to ring. She's yes. done, she's, yeah, she's always forced the issue. And I think she's just doing that now, especially because Dierica Hamby is, yes. prob- is, she's probably out for the season. Obviously things have changed, but for now, that's that's the assumption that the Aces are working with. That's the assumption we're working with. Right. That she's gone for the season. Um, but, you know, this whole team is very rugged, right? Like this, this to me is the quintessential Bill Lambert team. Yes. This, this is a team that is rugged that, you know, Hey, maybe the offense doesn't make a ton of sense, but guess what we get? They get the job done. Kayla McBride to me is she struggled shooting all season long, but she's made Dewana, she made Dewana Bonner's life a nightmare in this series. And she's, she's much shorter than Dewana Bonner. You know, that's just, that comes down to toughness. That comes down to being a really smart defender. It comes down to understanding your assignment and forcing Dewana into shots that, are tough, but you know she will take because you've seen it on film over and over and over again. I yeah. think Daniel Robinson similarly had did a tremendous job on Jasmine on Jasmine no, Jasmine Jones Jasmine Thomas Thomas yep yeah. um and and did a great job getting out in transition too despite shooting two of eleven from the field and like you mentioned Carolyn Swords I mean executive of the year right yeah she, she was oh my gosh coming down from the front office to get 10 rebounds in a closeout game in the playoffs um so yeah a really really rugged effort a tough effort a gritty effort and, and you know it, there's x's and o's but a lot of times it's just about hey we need to get we need to figure out a way to get the ball in the basket more than the other team and that's what we did and right. you know you'll you'll take it um, so I do yeah. want, let, let's get into, cause Seattle also made the finals. Mm-hmm. I, you knew that we've kind of known that since the beginning of this season, <laughs> no right, shade right. at all to, to the Minnesota Lynx who uh, were a really good team and almost got game one um, before Alicia Clark hit her game winner. But you know, yeah. So Seattle's in Seattle's in the finals on for Vegas. Do you think let's start on the side. That's probably most favorable to them. Do you think they can stop? Seattle and how can they do that that's a great question and and I really think you know you were talking about X's and O's and I I don't know who said this quote so if you find out who said this let me know but you know I I, back in the day there was this quote and it was I think an NBA coach that said it but it's not about X's and O's but it's about Jill's and Joe's right it's about it's about the players it's about the players at this point so um what can you do to stop Seattle I think you know, a great offense is a good defense. I mean, when you're mm-hmm. talking about a team like Seattle, they just have so many weapons and they have the experience. 
And I think that's what you're going to see in this final series is experience over newbies. And that's what Asia Wilson said after the game last night to Holly Rowe, like we're newbies to this finals experience. You know, they've been there, done that. Mm. Sue Bird has won championships and gold medals and she's just uh, a winner. Um, so they understand what that environment is like, what it feels like to be in the finals and, and all of that. We're newbies, but we're here, you know? And when she said that, that moved me. I like leaned in like, oh, mm -hmm. Okay, we're newbies, but we're here. Hey, you know, this is your time and it's your opportunity to learn about who you are in these moments. And Seattle has done that already in the past and they've won championships and, you know, they've, they've gotten the job done. And, the, and to me, to have the core group that, that won the championship two seasons ago and back in and healthy on the floor, of course, with, with Bird and Stewie being back this year, I just think, you know, you know, you can't just say, well, you got to take away the pick and roll. Will you've got a double team bird. Right. I mean, they've seen all of those defensive schemes. So for me, I'm not going to go with a defensive scheme to stop Seattle. I'm going to pound the ball inside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pound the ball inside. And when I say that, I'm not just taking it in there to swords and Wilson, right? I'm going to spread the floor out and I'm driving them to the rim. I'm attacking the basket against Seattle and they have great defense. And I'm not saying that's a place to exploit them, but I'm going to try that first. And then if that doesn't work and I'm going to try something else, but my initial uh, observation with the strength that Las Vegas brings to the table on their interior play, and that's not just scoring, but that's offensive boards as well. The top yeah. teams in the league on, on offensive boards and second chance points. I mean, you have to play your strengths. At this point in the season, you're not going to reinvent yourselves. You're not going to, you know, do something that didn't get you here already. That's what got them here. Mm -hmm. They got here because they pound the glass. They got here because they put the ball in, into the post. And Asia Wilson was just so patient in the double and, and, and a shade from the third player. You know, she was just so patient and had a, a great game last night in terms of finding the open players at the right times out of those coverages. So I just think it's going to come down to, you know, I don't think it's going to be necessarily defensive strategy, but I think it's going to be offensive efficiency. I think it's going to be offensive purpose and intention. And I think for the Las Vegas aces, they're going to pound that ball in the paint. I, by I, any means necessary. <laughs> I, I really, I really like that idea actually. Cause I think you also have, um, especially with Kayla McBride, because Kayla actually has a has a very strong post up game. She wasn't able. I think in the Connecticut series, you look at that matchup with Jasmine Thomas and Brian January. Like, yeah, she has some pounds on those on those players, but she doesn't have the like those players are good in the post. Speed, Sue Bird, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Sue, Sue is one of the greatest players in our game. But remember, Sue's thirty nine. Sue's is kind of slowing down, especially on the defensive end. If you can attack her. I don't, I'm not sure what the matchups are going to be, but you got you got to get some screens to get the matchup with Kayla uh, yep. with Sue on her. If Sue's on her, she could take her down to the post and do some damage herself. And in addition to Asia, who's going to get hers, and Angel, who's also going to get hers. You know, and I think that's that's huge. And as you mentioned, Seattle is uh, the second worst uh, defensive rebounding team in the WNBA in the regular season. So. If you can get on that class, yep, that'll be another huge way. And I, I think you, as much as basketball fans don't maybe don't want this, if you're Bill Lambeer in the Las Vegas Aces, you want to turn as many games in this finals into what happened last night. Yep. 
turn it into a rock fight. Turn it yeah. into a rock fight. <laughs> Make sure that you have the ball more, more like time of possession. You, yeah. you can watch college football and say the triple option and you're like, hey, why did that team win? It's because they had the ball the entire game. Yeah. That's what the Aces need to do. Absolutely. Take it out. And, and then only run, but run those still in transition because I think yeah. one of the one of the things that has kept that kept those Minnesota Seattle games close for the to the extent that they were close were turnovers. Yes, um, they had sixteen in the first game, thirteen in the next game, seven in the last game, and they dominated that last game. And that's a big right. reason why they they took care of the ball. Um, so I yeah. think those are those will be keys for Las Vegas. What about right. Seattle? I mean, I think I think I mean Seattle's probably the favorite here, right? I, it, it, a big time favorite. I don't know if it's big time or not. I, I just think that their okay. favorite, I think they're favorited right now because of their experience and they've been there before. So they're not going to be in this moment and say, wow, look at what's going on. This is the mm -hmm. finals. They've been there. They're ready. I, I think that's the, the advantage that they have. And I think that's, that's why they're the favorite right now. And I think people would agree. And I think that for Seattle, what do they need to do? I just think they need to just stay deliberate uh, and stay surgical and stay precise with what they want to do on offense. I think um, I don't have my numbers in front of me, but I, I vaguely remember and I may be off by a couple of numbers or whatever, but I think um, the year that Seattle won the championship in 2018, I believe it was um, 218 points or 214 points um, from uh, the combination of Bird and Stewie on right. assist and scoring. Um, I may be off on that number, but I know it's something around, it's over 200 and something, which is a ton. Um, so I think the more you can make them uncomfortable with that kind of two-man game, when they're on the same side of the floor together, I mean, you may have to do some kind of uh, defensive strategy where you may double that ball um, and mm -hmm. may bring hard help from that weak side and, and show Stewie some extra, extra, um, space taking away from her when she gets a catch. But I just think that for Seattle, those are the two that you have to really focus in on. Um, those are the two you have to take away. And yes, Alicia Clark is amazing. And she is definitely the glue player for um, the storm. But I think if you can some way disrupt the chemistry between Bird and Stewie on defense, I think that's going to be great. But then you also have a player in, in Sammy Whitcomb who is not going to be with yes. the team, um, which is a factor. And then you don't have De'Erica Hamby. So how does that impact both teams? I I've been thinking about that too. Like, how does that impact both teams? Does that even them out? So they have key players that are coming in off the bench, uh, you know, or are key contributors to your rotation who are not going to be available. So does that even them out to some degree? Um, no, because I think, I don't know what the, I'm sure actually that Sammy probably would have played more, in this series than she did against Minnesota. Um, but she, she, I mean, they have so many, that's a, that's the problem with Seattle, right? Like it's have so many options, man. They I do. mean, you got, you got Epiphany Prince coming off the bench and she's one of the players. She's a player who's made big time plays in the playoffs for yeah. a very long time in this league. So um, I think it probably, it definitely hurts uh, the aces a lot more just because of how much Hamby meant to them. Six women of yeah. the year. She also yeah. played like 26 minutes a game. And yeah. the bigger, the bigger problem to me here, and, and I think this is one of the things I'm very interested in seeing what Seattle does with. So uh, their front court is completely thrown off course now in terms of uh, the Vegas's front court, right? Cause now 
what you what you could have done is you know okay let's say Stewie's going off and she has Asia in front of her or Asia gets some fouls you bring in Hamby and Hamby can at least give you some some decent minutes and some decent resistance to Brianna Stewart and or you know in that pick and roll however that works out but now you're kind of relying on Carolyn Swords to do that I'm very concerned about Carolyn Swords matching up with Natasha Howe yeah Natasha has not had a great has not had a good offensive season at all however she's capable of it as we saw last year and I don't think Carolyn Swords is going to be able to run around with Natasha Howard on the perimeter. I don't think she's going to – she's definitely not going to be able to stop her off the bounce. If they try to post up Natasha Howard, then Swords will have a chance. But I'm interested to see how Gary Kloppenberg uses Howard and how effective she can be. Because if she's effective, I mean, to me, it's like uh, that's a wrap, right? And, and the, the two things that can make this a wrap for me, because I think, you know, yes, have, like if Stewie goes off – well, then it's over, right? Like, what are you going to do? There's not, there's nothing you could do at that point. It happened to Minnesota. They were like, well, we lost, right. we lost like that. Um, but I think, I think the Aces can do a lot to sell out to stop Stewie or at least contain her. But if Seattle starts draining threes, whether that be Jewel Lloyd or Alicia Clark, who Jewel Lloyd was really hot at the beginning of that Minnesota series, it's cooled off here now. If those two get going from three, it's a wrap. We can go home. And if Natasha Howard gets going and she's efficient, especially from the perimeter, yep. I think we can go home too. Because then, then it's like, well, we throw up our hands and say, hey, they're, they beat us. Like, but I think if either of those two things continue to be what they are right now, they just have a shot. Because yep. they have at least the second best player on the floor, if not <laughs> the best player on the floor. Um, yeah. Actually, I'm interested. So uh, they, they're doing this a lot in the NBA because my Miami Heat are playing LeBron, <laughs> LeBron and AD and the Lakers. Yes. So everyone's like, oh, the Lakers have the two best players, but Miami has the next seven. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't want to try <laughs> to think about that. Um, but in this series, I think it, it's, it's interesting because you could say Asia and Stewie are probably at the same level, right? Mm-hmm. And then who's the, who's the second or who's the third best player in this series? Is it Angel? Angel, yeah. Oh, no doubt. And the thing about it, you know, when we were talking about uh, Angel earlier, uh, just with her dynamic with Asia Wilson and being that leader for her and and bringing that Mm -hmm. culture to the locker room, if you will, I I just see that she is, Angel is like LeBron and Asia Wilson is like AD. And and you can almost do that to Seattle too and, and say, hey, Sue Bird, is like LeBron <laughs> and Stewie is like AD. You know what I mean? So you have that that dynamic where you have these winners in the locker room and who have done it and been there before and have been on Olympic teams who have and I know AD played on the Olympic team, but I'm just saying like you have yeah. these players who have this long tenured experience of winning, right? And then you have these young players with you know less than five six years in the league in total combined and and then you have these players who have gold medals dragging their necks down because Mm -hmm. they have had so much success over the course of their career so I just think that's that's a really cool dynamic to look at but I think with a team like Seattle if you're talking about Natasha Howard as you were I just think that for Natasha Howard to be effective against Vegas if I'm coaching I'm playing Natasha Howard out in. I'm not starting her on the mm-hmm. block. I'm yeah, going to yeah. start her. She's going to be facing that bucket. She's going to rip and go to the rim. She's a slasher. 
I mean, her yeah. first step is insanely quick. And if she can get by swords or whoever the second line of defense is on her, or whoever a matchup is going to be, I mean, that could be someone to circle. That could be someone who could be the X factor. And I know we always talk about um, Alicia Clark for that, but I think if you have uh, a Natasha Howard who has a matchup, advantage because now we're talking about matchups always you know in the postseason yeah. as well being a critical piece to the puzzle uh, if you can have uh, one position on the floor if everything else is even but there's a one weak link possibly i'm gonna set that up every time <laughs> until you change it or until there's some adjustment you make because i'm going right there every single time i don't care if people are like i'm not getting in touch we're scoring this way right now and this it's is championship for the team, if you want to win, then you're going to stay on the boat, right? And we're going to keep rowing this thing until there are adjustments made by the defense or by the offense or whatever. So I just think for us, we need to um, to look at that matchup and and look at Howard, you know, facing the basket, like high post, elbow area, pinch post area, and play her from outside in. I would yep. not start her back to the basket. And I, I just think she can get by. And she can attack the second and third lines of defense. I think she is, she's very uh, nimble. She's long limbed, you know, and she can get in there and, and finish in the paint. And that's what Seattle's going to need to do. They're going to need to finish inside. And, you know, with, with Vegas being so big in there um, in terms of their length and strength, I think that's going to be a challenge. So I think it's really going to be intriguing. And, you know, we have um, former MVP and Brianna Stewart and then, this year's MVP and, and Asia Wilson. And that's, I mean, that's the glittery, shiny yep. <laughs> matchup that, that we're all um, salivating for. And I get it. But I think my overall contrast is going to be the experience of Seattle and the inexperience of Vegas. But when you look at their matchups during the season, Gabe, you know, Vegas won both games against Seattle, but they didn't have Stewie in both in of the, them, right? In one of them, and they have, didn't have yeah. Bird. They didn't have Bird in both of them, and, and they both. were missing Stu in the last one. In one of them, right. So, yeah. I mean, but I think the confidence in winning oh, over yeah. Seattle for a young team like Vegas, I think that is something that, you know, is, is part of the mindset and the approach to winning that they may need to put them over the edge. The confidence that, hey, we've done this before, and, you know, we can do it again if we play oh, yeah the way that we're capable of playing. And I think that's what Asia Wilson said after the game as well. She said, you know, we just have to do us. And I'm like, well, then, I mean, she is just, uh, just a fiery they're competitor. No, they're not. They're not. They're, they are not. They are not. And I think um, with Bill Lambier saying that a Angel McCautry is a, is a true reason why they've displayed that level of confidence. I mean, that's, I was like, and my eyebrows went up when he said that. I was like, that's, that's a, Huge compliment uh, from Bill Lambeer, you know, to Angel mm -hmm. McCautry and, and giving her a lot of credit for what she's been able to bring to the table for the team this season. And the absence of Elizabeth Cambage and Kelsey Plum, like we're not even talking about them missing, you know, mm -hmm. um, a lot. I don't think it's being said enough. And this is a young group without Hamby now, you know, so you're missing three key pieces to last year's team. Ad who are not going to be playing. So I just think, you know, you have to credit Bill Lambeer too. Yeah. With no, Lambeer been able to Lambeer's do. done a great job. Yeah. And, and, and you may, fun. I've seen a lot of people disagree with his X and O's decision, even with his personnel decisions at the beginning of the year. Mainly me, I disagree with the personnel decisions at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and then I don't know if you caught this, but the, the Las Vegas Aces Twitter roasted I me. They posted one of my, yeah. I saw yeah. that. Was that the grades? Was that yours? 
Yes, yes. The the one with the the worst free agency moves, and one of them was oh. Daniel Robinson. Yeah, that was bad. That was that. bad. That was that was wrong. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that was you. Oh snap! I'm sorry, Gabe man. I did see that though. I was like, oh man, they're just going all the way in on. At least they notice. <laughs> there you I go. Love, you know, you know, I, I do have a, a a slight thing with this. They cut it, so they edited. Whoever does their uh, their social media is fantastic, but um, they like you know messed around with the, the the formatting of the article to make sure my name was in there. Oh, just just to make just to, just to make sure my name was in there. Um, <sighs> but they didn't do that to everyone else either. Whatever. That's that's Neil here. Um, but yeah, so that, that was that was wrong on that, and they were waiting. <laughs> they were wait. They were waiting sorry, for that man. moment. Uh, <laughs> hey. Hey, I hope I played a small role in uh, in Daniel Robinson being this good uh, because she's been she's been fantastic. I, I think she she's going to be ma- she's going to be massive, and I, I'm I want to know what they're. Um, I just don't know how they're going to match up on, on defense. I mean, I don't, also I don't know how much the matchups matter because they're just going to mm-hmm. you're you're going to be with Seattle. There's so much movement, and if you're if you if you want to switch, and I think Vegas does want to switch because you can't mm-hmm. if you're not switching, you're going to give up too many looks from three and yes they may be struggling from three but this team could hit them right Mm -hmm. so i think you're gonna be switching everything so and they run a ton of off ball screens so it's like yeah you start out with one matchup but by the end it's like well how do we who who got here right Right. um i'm interested in how they approach um put who they like try to put daniel robinson and caleb mcbride on initially whether it's jewel lloyd or um subert because i i think it's i think it's um both those players have ways to kill you. I think yeah. both these defenders are tremendous. Um, but I don't know how much do you want Daniel Robinson off ball? I'm sorry, I'm thinking out loud here, but like, do you no, want no, Daniel no, Robinson right. like on Jewel Lloyd? So she's a little bit off ball more because she's been playing a really good free safety role. Do you want Kayla McBride on the ball? Probably. But then you're risking, you know, someone that you're going to need on offense a lot, getting into more foul trouble, especially if you're if you're going to switch and then she's on Stewie. She could probably stand up a little better, Stewie. I don't right. know. I, I was planning on, like, you know, trying to figure out who I was going to pick for this series as we were talking. I just don't – I still don't have a great idea because I want, I want to come up with a reasoning as to why both these teams can win. Because right. I think the case for Seattle is really easy. Just ran Stewart, it goes off. They hit their threes, and they play tremendous defense, which they've done all season. So you've seen right. that you've seen that movie play out this entire season. Mm-hmm. For the Aces, it's a little harder to make the, the the sort of rational case because they don't have Hamby, and not having Hamby to me is just such a it's it kills you in the series. Yeah, the Howard Stewie backcourt along with along with Alicia Clark, right? Like that backcourt is tough. It is tough. And I mean, they have Cannon, and and she brings yeah. some some physicality Cannon's to the decent. table, and she has. And I think you know, if we're talking about you know being rugged and and getting in and and boarding well, I mean, Cannon is a, a body in there, and she creates contact on box outs. Um, she's mm-hmm. a pretty good defender in there as well. Don't sleep on it. Um, she may be a bit undersized, but I think she has the speed to contain players and contest. Uh, straight up and down and, and vertical with it. I just think it's going to be interesting to see which player, I mean, which team misses which player more. Is Seattle going to miss Sammy Wickham more or is Vegas going to miss 
De'Erica Hamby more. And, and I think, you know, when, when the game is going on, and I think by the third quarter, you could probably, or midway through the third yeah. of game one, that's when you're going to probably feel which team is missing that key piece more. And, you know, if Seattle's not hitting their threes, I mean, we've seen them not hit threes too and, and have some nights where it just wasn't in a good flow uh, from there. If they're not hitting that, they really relied on Sammy Wickham to bring that energy and, and efficiency from three. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's going to get to that point. But then when you're talking about Hamby, you know, it's that defensive presence and that rotation yeah. and that position that they're going to be missing. So I'm just kind of intrigued to see, you know, maybe midway through the third, which team is feeling it more? Which team is feeling the, the absence of Whitcomb and, yeah. and Hamby the most? Do you, this might be a moot point because we've asked this question literally all season long and the answer from Bill and Beer has been no, but do you go small as the aces? So I, I think this small lineup that I may, I may try to put out there is Asia at center. We're going to go back to front. Asia at center, Angel at the four, uh, Daniel Robinson at the three, Caleb McBride at the two, Jackie Young at the one. I think that makes sense from a, from a um, you know, kind of just like thought process sort of deal, but I'm not sure Bill Lambeer trusts Jackie Young in these big moments. And he, tr- he definitely trusts Carolyn Swords in these big moments. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about that? I think he's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a good that's he's a good choice because he hasn't done it all season. He's not going to do it. Uh, I mean, he's rotated to that a little bit here and there, but I I mean, if Swords, you know, she picked up her fifth foul. I think they went small for a little bit, and then they, you know, she okay. came back in and they bumped back over. But I just think, um, you know, I think he, I don't, and I don't want to say this because I don't know if this is true or not, but I I kind of believe it to be true because I was a former post player, so. Yeah. <laughs> For Bill Lambeer to have been in the trenches down the blocks, I think he, I mean, he understands that there's a yeah. huge advantage there. And I, I think, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, guards see it differently or whatever. I mean, Steve Carr was a shooter in, in Golden State. I get it. You know, they're letting that thing fly. I get it. But I don't know. I just think with Bill Lambeer, he's, he's inside first, uh, period. And yes. I think with the way Swords has been able to play, and I think, you know, Swords hasn't really produced a ton of points. But I tell you what, she's stopped other teams from scoring. She's mm-hmm. boarded well, and she's defended tremendously well. And, you know, her fundamental skill set is what Las Vegas needs on the floor to win it. Like, I don't see her minutes going down in this finals. Mm-hmm. I see it, uh, you know, I see her minutes being sustained. And the only reason she comes off the floor is to get a quick breather at the end of quarters or because she has foul problems or something like that. But other than that, guess what? We're going big. We're going Wilson and swords inside. And, and that's going to be that about that. And I'm sure uh, Bill Lambeer, you know, feels that as a, as a former post player that, you know, there's a tremendous uh, advantage there in terms of efficiency and production. And, and you're going to go, you're going to play inside out. You're yeah. going to play inside out, period. And can Angel McCautry play the four? Absolutely. But don't you want swords in there defensively to board? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for her to get those 10 boards, and Danielle Robinson, as we said, to get her 10 boards flying in there, I, I just think the activity on the glass, that's going to be the difference maker in this series for Las Vegas. And they're going to have to do that same kind of work on the boards um, against a team like Seattle that, 
you know, is a, a tremendously efficient offensive team. So mm -hmm. if the ball is going through the net, guess what? You're not going to be boarding well at all, right? So you've got to buckle down defensively, make their shots, uh, shot attempts tough. All shots contested. Nobody gets a wide open look and uh, make them work hard for everything. And, you know, if they get those clean looks, you're going to be taking the ball to the net. And that's not a good look for, for Vegas if that happens. It's, um, it's going to be a style, you know, styles make good fights is what they say. Bringing back yes. the, I, I just said we use heavyweight bout too much. So I'm not going <laughs> to say it, but styles make good fights. Right. Uh, different styles make good fights. And I think, as you mentioned, Vegas are going to play inside out. And mm -hmm. uh, I think, I mean, they've changed their style a lot in, in different scenarios this year, but Seattle is going to play outside in. Right. Um, so we're going to get, we're going to get some nice, uh, some nice styles here. Let, let's, let's, let's predict something. Um, okay. Can I make you go first? <sighs> okay. Ladies first. I'll take that. Yes. For the so respect give me, of it. give me the I winner think. and uh, how many games, how many games you're going. Yes. This is about, this is about gent uh, chivalry. Yeah. Cause it's totally, I, I know who I'm going to pick. I've known for, for days, uh, for hours even. Mm. Um, but yes, who, who you got oh. and how many games, man, I love Seattle. I, I will. Yeah. I love them. I love bird. Man, I respect her so much for being on the floor. And then, you know, she just amazes me that, um, that she has just the, the physical wherewithal to do what she's been able to do this season. I, it's just been amazing. And Stewie ton of respect. But I'm going with Vegas, man. I, I don't know. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> I had to bring it. I had to bring it uh, around the block and then back to the front door. I, I, it's, it's Vegas for me. And the, and the reason I say that is, you know, sometimes these young, hungry teams, you don't really know how to game plan for that kind of energy. You can game mm -hmm. plan for actions and activities and X's and O's and, and schemes, blah, blah. I don't know. This team... The way they fought through that five-game series with Connecticut, man, I, I can't count them out. And the way Asia Wilson has been just playing her tail off, I, I just think that it's going to be Vegas. If they can play effectively, efficiently from the inside out, and if they can be plus 10 on the glass, and if they can play great defense on the three-point line uh, and take that away from Seattle, man, listen – I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go five games. I'm going to go, you know, maybe less than five points in the championship game for Vegas. And it's okay. going to be because they pound the ball inside and, and have an advantage in there. I, I have to do it. And I, and it's no disrespect to Seattle because man, I, I love the way they play and the way that they have played this season and the comeback stories with Stewie and bird. I, man, listen, I, I get it. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I just see some uh, gleam in the eye of these Las Vegas Aces players and, and what Angel McCautry has brought to the table for them. That has been the cayenne pepper uh, ingredient. And it's <laughs> the, the difference maker for me has, has been McCautry. Okay. I like that. I like this take. Um, I'm going with Seattle. <laughs> Oh, I knew it. I, knew I was it. like, I, I was like, yeah, I, yeah. Like, part of me is like, I really want someone on this podcast to pick Vegas, but I'm glad it's you, um, because I just, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm totally, I agree that uh, Vegas has been so tough. They've been so strong yeah. mentally. They have come back from everything that every punch that has been hit that's been thrown to them. They have rolled with. They have gotten better. Asia Wilson is a tremendous, tremendous basketball player. And she's going to be a superstar yeah. in this league for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. 
all that being said, I don't, I don't, I just don't see how um, Carolyn Swords remains uh, effective in this series. I don't think she has a good matchup. I don't see how Vegas replaces her in that starting lineup because of how Jackie Young is playing these playoffs and, that, and how slim their bench is. If Hamby was in there, I'd actually probably pick Vegas. Um, but without Hamby, I'm picking Seattle because I just, I just, you know, there's too many weapons. There's too many weapons and there's too many good one-on-one matchups that they're definitely going to take advantage of because they're so surgical with yep. the basketball. And yep. I just think that, you know, Sue is 39, as I mentioned. I know. She's not letting she's not letting uh, this championship go. I don't think Stewie's letting this championship go. Coming off a year where she can play basketball, I just think that team they've been there. And like I, I totally th- I feel what you're saying with the young team who's hungry. But give me give me the team who's been there, who's done that, who who understands what it takes at this level. Because yeah, semifinals are great, but once you get here, this is another new ball game. And I, yep. I want the team who is. Um, who, who's been there, done that, and has what I think is the more rational case to win. But I'm not ca- – oh, let me say the games, too. Okay. Um, I'll go I'll go Seattle in four, actually. Seattle four. four. Yeah, Seattle. Mm. This is going to – they're going to – the Vegas is going <laughs> to find this and put this on Twitter again. I know. I like podca- <laughs> but I like podcasts more because it's like they have to do another step before they make fun of me. So, like, you know, they, they could do whatever they want. Um, but oh, I think good. I think Seattle in four, um, because I think once they smell once they smell blood, they're gonna go to it and they're gonna end it in four games. But if I had to pick like the likelihood of things to happen, I would say it's uh, Seattle in four, Seattle in five, then Vegas in five are the, okay. are the three most likely outcomes to me. So okay. no, I'm not. Uh, I, I think Vegas has a great chance. I just think Seattle's a little better. I think we're in for a really, really interesting series that's going to challenge a lot of people's um, pre, like preconceived notions of these teams. I think it's going to look yeah. different than what we expect. Yeah, for sure. I, I think – I mean, that's why we watch it, right, for that kind yeah. of uh, intrigue. We don't know. And um, I just think I, – I see what you're saying with, with Seattle mm-hmm. and their experience. I mean, that's the, that's the scary part of it, you know, how, how poised and – and calm they are because they've won it before and they have so many players who won the championship like i said back in 2018 and so i mean there's a lot to be said for that but i don't know man i i just think <laughs> vegas i think vegas may have just a little a little little bit more a little bit more to I'm give excited. a little bit more to give but i i respect the i respect all the players number one um for for being in the in the bubble for 80 some days or something like that man um so just respect all the coaches and their everybody's sacrifice but man this finals is going to be it's going to be awesome it's going to be terrific i do have a bone to pick though because this is a great finals matchup and i'm extremely excited about it however WNBA and nba you're trying to kill me you are trying to kill me by putting these games on back to back back to back because I love the WNBA and I cover it, you know, obviously this is like my job, but I obviously I love WNBA, but yes, I also love the Miami heat. So now right. I'm going to be stressed <laughs> out because I'm, I'm watching this egg. What's hopefully going to be an excellent final series with thing, games coming down to the wire. I'm trying to take notes. I'm trying to understand everything that's happening. And right. then you're going to put my team in the finals against a guy who left my franchise right after uh, this seems like uh, a personal attack. 
This seems like a personal attack by the WNBA and the NBA. So whatever message you're trying to send, I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it. I'm very upset. But whatever, I'll get through it. Gabe said he rebukes this, this pressure you're putting on him. <laughs> I've been saying I've been, put up, I've been putting up playoff minutes all year long, and then you can give me the games back to back. I can't take that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, just a person. I'm a person who loves basketball, and you're gonna, I'm gonna have a heart attack by game three. I'm stressing him out. I'm stressing it's him out. Much. Man. It's too much. It's gonna be fun. Oh, it's though. awesome. It is I'm awesome excited. stuff. It is I'm awesome excited. stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I think, you know, for, for the leagues, I know, um, I think it was Jewel Lloyd actually, who said something about um, when LA made it mm-hmm. to the finals mm-hmm. uh, before uh, Miami got in and they had the hats and the t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the WNBA mm-hmm. uh, players got hats and t-shirts. Maybe they're on the way. Maybe, you know, they got lost in the bubble or something like that. And they're on the way over there, but I- I'm sure they'll, they'll fix that. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't even notice that until she tweeted that out. And she was like, oh, you guys get shirts and hats. Nice. And I was like, oh, wow. Because you just know they won and they're celebrating and they're jumping all over. And you don't even really realize it until you did see they have it those last not happening. I thought they did get the finals um, things because I remember the Mystics had that. Remember after, they had I remember the- after the championship, they definitely had it. But I don't oh, remember man, I'm going to have to look back. Yeah, I don't remember if after the semifinals they, they got that. Oh, man, I have to look back because I don't remember. But I, I think since we're so like um, hyper focused on social media now yes. <laughs> because of the pandemic, everyone's like on Twitter, especially during the games and after games and stuff like mm-hmm. that um, in the basketball world. I mean, you see what everyone has to say about it, which is awesome. But when she tweeted that out, when Jewel Lloyd tweeted that out, I was like, wait a minute. And maybe they didn't have it. So maybe it's not a big deal. But I, I just yeah. I thought that was kind of peculiar and it kind of raised it's a my, big deal. my attention yeah it just raised my attention like did they have that you know um but i, had, I don't think it. i paid attention before you should definitely get it but it just kind of raised my attention to that you know did they get that before well we have to double check that before i start saying hey maybe it got <laughs> lost in the bubble or something like that then i'll be getting these hashtags or something sent at me i don't have time so yeah i i don't know but i just thought that was a little interesting Yes. So hopefully, hopefully um, it's something that hasn't been done in the past, and hopefully they just didn't uh, miss their opportunity to to receive that, and you know they earned it. So hopefully, they uh, they will get that. Yeah, so no, they see. definitely need the they definitely need the finals uh, stuff here. Yeah, it's not the hard. It's a, it shouldn't be that hard to get. The WNBA <laughs> deals with uh, many many issues like this uh, pretty often, yeah. but yeah, it, it, it's uh, at least we get some awesome basketball. And, if you know, if you know what the WNBA is all about, you know. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what exactly. matters. And, and we'll, we'll, I think next year, hopefully, we can, uh, we can campaign a little bit more to get. It's not necessarily like conference championship shirt, but yeah. just put yeah. like finals. finals. Yeah. yeah, finals and a, and a hat, man. I don't know. I, it's not a lot to ask. I, I just, I just, I can't remember if they, if they got it before. I thought they did though, Gabe. Man, I really do. Oh, I remember. The I thought they ones. got it. Yeah, I, I have to double check. I had to go back and, and look at my Instagram or something like that. <laughs> I wonder if I, I the world was. You know, was also, like. this, this is like another, this is a tiny thing, but I feel like all the championship, like conference championship or, or championship hats, like they're all flat brim now. Like, can oh. I just get, can I get a cap? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm very dad like. <laughs> so I need like a cap, you know? I think like, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. You could wear it. Like, can we just get a hat that, that folds a little bit better? Because now all the hats are just like straight flat brim and you can't really bend them. Oh, you can't I bend th- them. I think ah. we just need, we need a more, we need a, we need a, a, a to expand. We need a more versatile hat. Yeah. We need a, uh, we need a Natasha Howard or Alicia Clark type of hat. Yeah. Rather than an Asia Wilson type of hat. Yeah, we need it. We need to be able to curl that yes. thing. Yes. yes. Well, we'll see. I have to investigate. <laughs> we have to investigate that a little bit. To make sure we're we're on the up and up. Make sure we're talking about it the right way. You know. But when Jewel Lloyd, uh, maybe Jewel Lloyd, if she's listening, I don't know. If she's listening, but maybe she can just clarify for I'm us. Guessing, I'm guessing she has more important things to do, uh, which is fine. I understand. Taking a break. She might be at the pool for a minute, listening to the courtside podcast, <laughs> checking it out, listening. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, man, we we talked about so much today, Gabe. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's always so much fun. And thank you for letting me go first on my on my pick today. Oh, <laughs> as, as a chivalrous, <laughs> sh- you know, I'm just a like a knight and a knight, you know, just just chivalry. That's all. Yes. I, that's all we were doing there. <laughs> yeah, that was that's rough. You know, it's hard for me. It's difficult for me to to make a choice. But yeah, this is going to be a fantastic final series and I can't wait to catch up with you next week to talk about what has transpired again because I'm telling you every week we go up a couple steps up a couple steps and uh it's just been a blast as always courtside with you Gabe Ibrahim where can they find you on social media uh I'm mostly on Twitter that's like yeah I'm on Twitter just get at Gabe underscore Ibrahim is where you can find me uh, I yell about all of these games. I don't know how I, I sincerely like I was not kidding. Like I don't know how I'm going to handle having these uh, finals games back to back. But uh, I'll probably just freak out. And like by the end of the NBA games, like my mind will be dribbled. And, uh, I don't know what's going to be on there. So it'll be a lot of fun. I, I highly suggest you follow me this, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram, both the same handles, Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, W Scott 51 on both of those. So look for us uh, during the games, after the games, before the games, you guys have that, um, the pregame show that you guys have on, on, you're going to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, we do. We are going to do a pregame show. I'm not entirely sure what day we're doing it. We might do it actually tomorrow because we we don't know when the ESPN, this is another little complaint I have. If they could tell us when they're doing the hoop streams, that'd be great because we want people to go listen to LaChina. Yeah. But we also want people to listen to us. Yeah. And also yourself when you when you uh, when you make your appearances on the ESPN hoop streams, which are fantastic. Yeah, but the Her fun. Hoop Stats pregame show typically will be an hour before the games. Uh, you can follow at her hoop stats and you can figure out um, that's when we, that's when we uh, let, let you guys know um, where, where, when we're going to be. And um, I think it's, I think it's a, it's going to be a worthwhile adventure, especially in this series, as we mentioned, everything's going to change. So we'll get you ready for every single game. Yeah, that's super awesome. And I heard Ryan Rucco of ESPN give a shout out to her hoop stats on one of the broadcasts yeah, yeah. during the last series, cool. which was so great. So Ryan, shout out to you, my guy. So that's going to do it for us on this edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats podcast network. We look forward to sharing popcorn and cranberry juice no ice and a lime next <laughs> time when we meet up with you to discuss all things WNBA, make sure you do your census and make sure you are registered to vote. Thanks for joining us again this week. We look forward to catching up with you next time.